Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 10, where Jeremy talks to Sergio Quadra from Fall Creek Vineyards. Hello, everybody. Jeremy Wilson here with another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Uh, we're down in Houston, Texas at the Battle of the Texas Tempranillos having a great time. And I was fortunate enough to to, to have Sergio Quadra from uh, Fall Creek Vineyards come out and uh, spend a few minutes talking about uh, what's going on out there. And uh, Sergio, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, if you don't mind, just start off by telling us a little bit about you and where you come from and what you're doing at Fall Creek. Well, hi, Jeremy. Um, thanks for having me here. Um, yeah, I come from, from Chile, uh, the country in South America. Um, I arrived last year, basically. One, it's been a year, a little over a year already. And uh, to join this wonderful winery, Fall Creek Vineyards and the Oilers, uh, a wonderful couple. And, uh, well, a lot of things are, are happening in, in Fall Creek Vineyards. Um, we are about to open a second location in Driftwood. Very um, exciting news. Everybody wants to know about that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's a pretty, pretty nice um, uh, setup. We're going to plant a small vineyard there. We're going to have a small winery also and a tasting room uh, for people to, to, to come and taste uh, our wines. Cool. And, and at the location, I know obviously Tau, Texas is still going to be the hub. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yes. as far as the tasting goes, is, are you guys going to offer the, the full portfolio in Driftwood as well? Well, uh, we might concentrate on our Fall Creek brand um, wines, and, uh, and and because there are some additions that are coming coming uh, coming on um, for the near future. So yeah, we're, we're concentrating on the on the Fall Creek brands. We we also own um, Train Springs. That that's another brand that it sells uh, very well in in supermarkets and and the Eds. It's red and and the, it's just right white. Um, that's those are, are, are other brands. Uh, so we'll concentrate on Fort Creek. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I know people are pumped about it. And I am too because we live about twenty five minutes away from Driftwood, so we can. Good. We we've been up to Tau, Texas. It's a little drive for us. It's worth it. Yeah, it's, it'll be nice. It's, it's a nice drive, but it's a, it's a, it's a long one too. Yeah, uh, it's a little over an hour. So Driftwood would be much more convenient, and we're just across. The street from our um, one of our main vineyard uh, 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 producers, uh, Salt Lake Cellars, uh, Salt Lake Vineyard, um, the 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 vineyards they own in the back of the barbecue actually um, go through to Fall Creek Vineyards, and so it's 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 going to be very very interesting and and nice for us to have a, a location just across the street from from our vineyards. Yeah, you can just take the grapes on home right across the yeah, highway. Yeah, it, it, would, it would be much convenient. Yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed some good things. I've, I've had both the GSM and Tempranillo made from that vineyard, mm-hmm. and it, it tastes like the, the Hill Country Terroir to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's, to me, there's a, a distinct difference between the high plains fruit and the, then the fruit that's produced on those vines and the lower altitude um, you know, fruit from, from the Hill Country. Uh, speaking of altitude, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit about some of maybe the similarities and differences uh, making wine in Chile right. and making wine in Texas. Well, uh, we have to refer to making wine in a, in a cool weather and making wine in a hot weather. Uh, th- that That's the main uh, difference uh, uh, to, to start. Um, and, and I have found that here, um, since plants... You know, grow 
uh, faster. In, in, in the, the season becomes a, a lot faster than, than in cooler regions. But um, they they just finish the, 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 the whole season fine. I mean, green and growing and healthy. Uh, that means that they really get adapted to the to the weather, um, especially heat. Um, uh, if if you go to a cool place and have a heat wave, a heat wave like a normal day here in Texas, you would have damage. You have damage on on the leaves, on the clusters, uh, you know, and you would you would notice that damage in the or in the mate wine afterwards. Okay. Here, they seem to adapt since since the temperatures go up you know little by little uh, over the spring they get adapted and actually they they create these proteins that that, that uh, protect them uh, from from the damages uh, that, that heat can cause so they they just um, get adapted they they work fine they only work faster though that's the main difference um, a normal six to seven month uh, ripening period, or, or season, growing season, let's call it that way, uh, growing season, it, it's five months here in Texas, you see? Uh, I have, I have uh, timed that, actually, you know, uh, you know, day by day, week by week. Uh, it's, it's that, that's the difference. It, it's almost two months, you know, um, between the two regions. So uh, they were a lot faster. And you have, as, as a viticulturist, you really need to be on time things. I mean, on, on time your 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 schedule and 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 the um logistics need to be very fine-tuned to to work uh, at that different speed in cooler regions you have few days maybe weeks to do things you know i'm leafing and, and and getting some shoots out or whatever you need to do in the vineyards here you have days i mean you count the 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 the, the task on on a daily basis you know, especially in, in the ripening season where, where you have to decide whether to pick or not from one day to the next uh, and not one week to the next. See? You don't have a lot of time, I guess. You, you definitely can't uh, put something off until later. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, you're gonna exactly. Well, back, going to lose track of Well, back in Chile, I used to taste grapes and, and decide, uh, uh, I mean, uh, picking, uh, like, in a few days. I mean, as long as the grower or the viticulturist can manage to... to to get to the grapes with people with everything uh, here you need to be ready and taste and then decide for the next day basically that that's that's the the challenge here uh to to really have a uh, uh un, <laughs> i don't know how to call it an oily um set of gears you know ready to go uh for for harvest that, that's that's pretty important here so staying on your toes as a, as a viticulturist yes. and as a winemaker, you definitely right. have to be ready at all times. Exactly. Make yes. those split-second decisions. Exactly. And I would add that the main acid that Texas has is the soils. Um, this, uh, the soil formation that happened here in Texas a long time ago, it's very, diff, uh, very um, similar to what happened in Europe. Both places were shallow ocean floors, uh, sea floors. You know, um, they were once you know under under the sea, um, and uh, and and so that means a lot of sediments that when were accumulating over 
centuries and, and millenniums, you know, uh, on, on the bottom of that sea. Now it's, it's the soil origin that, that we see here, basically limestone and, uh, and some other, other rocks that are, um, the, the origin of, of these soils. So, and, and, uh, plants seem to respond to really, you know, perform or react differently to those kind of soils instead of just gravel and sandy and, 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 uh, even volcanic soils, a lot of volcanic soils in Chile, for example, um, they, they seem to respond very nicely to, to the limestone. That, that, that's one thing that I really noticed. And I guess it also provides that very distinct minerality, you know, the caliche, yeah, granite that's, limestone. That's one, another thing. Yes. Uh, but it's, 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 I think it's the combination of, of, yeah, minerals here. Um, uh, the high pH kind of soils. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a combination. And then again, the, the weather may plant, uh, to my understanding, the weather may, uh, makes plant, um, to work differently, not only fast, but also differently. Um, I wouldn't have imagined that a sodium blind can do well here. And we made this uh, last year sodium blind from West Texas. They got a gold medal in, in Los Angeles uh, where 3,500 samples were sent. Uh, sodium blanks from, from all over the world, including uh, New Zealand, Chile, you know, California, Europe, and he got a goal um, over there. So, uh, not only again, not only that they were faster, but they you can have surprises here like like that, you know. Uh, so because the the warm areas in Chile for sodium blank are too warm to our standards here there. Okay, but this place, West Texas, is not, doesn't exist in terms of of, of temperature down in Chile, and and yet. You can make a, a a very interesting wine that that gets a gold in, in an international competition. Uh, so it's it's it, it it's it's very you know we we can wait a lot of surprises uh, here from because the plants were were just different. See, and so I've, it's, I've it's very this, interesting. I've had that Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> that's pretty special. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a heck of a wine. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Sergio, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners about uh, you or Fall Creek or anything else about uh, wine? Well, uh, we uh, it's it's been a time that we uh, kind of stopped being apologetic about the weather here in Texas. Actually, the heat is a good thing. Um, uh, we just need to be aware of of our schedule and and work accordingly. Um, but it's it's a really good place uh, to grow grapes. It, it's a really good place to 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 be in a, in a in, a, in the wine business. Uh, and the and Texas, think about this. Texas is bigger than France in terms of surface. See, so and and would you would you expect that France base uh, their winemaking in one or two varieties or one or two places? It's, it's, I mean, you know, you know, the, the varieties that come here. So that's the, the scope that, that we can, we can reach here in, in Texas. It's so varied, um, that we can, you know, have a lot of, of, um, uh, varied varietals and different kind of wines. So yeah, ex expect that. And, and we'll, we're, we're on it. 
It's also exciting. And I tell guests that come into the wineries as well that to kind of put it in perspective how broad the state is and how broad the terroir rate varies and where we're buying fruit. You know, buying in the hill country from the high plains is basically like Paso in California, buying from Napa, bringing the fruit all the way down to almost right. Los Angeles and making the wine there. It's almost unheard of sure. in most places of the world, but for us, it's sometimes necessary and sometimes very beneficial too, which is something that we have that not a lot of people have. It's actually a benefit, I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 uh, variety that, that we can have in terms of even within one variety we're, we're, we're about to see now with the Tempranillos uh, it, it, that, that's one very interesting thing to, to see the different origins in one variety um, but I, I mean this opens all sorts of alternatives for, for wider other, other rates so it's very exciting I'm excited about it that's for sure I think all the listeners are too uh, well, Sergio, thank you for taking the time to sit with us, and uh, I think it's time to go taste some Tempranillo in a minute, so yeah. we're going to wrap it up. Uh, once again, thanks for listening to this episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, and until next time, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Music.